How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Flobcast. I'm AJ, and I'm here with Carl. I'm here with Josh Schultz. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing all right. Carl, how you been? Uh, doing good, man. It's glad to be back. I always love these Flobcast episodes. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey mixed with a little Dr. Pepper. It's so, a sweet one. It's uh, it, it is really sweet, man. But it's a good change of pace. I like it. You know, we we were sipping on brews and got seltzers. I've been feeling nice. Oh yeah, real nice. Real, real nice. Yeah. So appreciate you bringing that, AJ. Yeah. We'll uh have something new for the boys next week. But uh, get on that, get on that honey and that Dr Pepper, and you can't go wrong. Yeah, we got a loaded show for you guys today. We're gonna. Do our uh, fastest two minutes. We got some playoff preview, a little waiver wire talk, uh, and we're just gonna talk shop at the end. So hope you enjoy the show. And oh, and we got some questions that came in today. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm happy to have those. Uh, we'll read those off and we'll play those. Those are always fun. So thanks for joining us. Week thirteen. Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. The Titans clash with the Browns. <laughs> Baker Man Mayfield opened shop early on Sunday and took the Browns to the Super Bowl. Is what we might be saying in a few months if the Dog Pound can keep this up. Baker throws four TDs in the first half and the Titans couldn't find their tune. And now the Browns are inching closer to, an, to end an 18-year playoff drought. That's exactly as long as Matty G has not had sex. Rounds 41, Titans 35. We head to the Steel City, where Juju was off his beat, and Alex Will Smith almost lost his feet. Again. Chase Young and the Restless had the fat lady singing and shut down that steel curtain. Washington football team 23, Steelers 17. And in Minnesota, the Vikings took on the favorite rookie of the year, James Big Game Robinson and the Jaguars. Like Mike Glennon, did just enough to keep this one tight like skinny jeans on fat chicks. Mm, mm, mm. You know, like the ones where the butt crack is showing? And send it to overtime. <laughs> but in the end, Kirk, a tie is like kissing your cousins, leans on LSU product Justin Bustin Jefferson. And Dan Bailey Licker had a little too much to drink and missed three kicks. He must have found his four-leaf clover because he hit the game-winning field goal. He'll be getting lucky tonight. Vikings 27, Jags 24. We go to the Meadowlands where the Raiders face the Jets. Devontae Booker T brought out the spinner Rooney and Henry cutting up the rugs turned on the Jets. Vroom! and left Adam Gase with mud on his face. New York loses again, and Trevor Lawrence decides to stay at Clemson. Raiders win, 31-28. And we go to Seattle, where Colt 45 McCoy and the New York football giants bully the Hawks. Wayne, stay in your lane, Gallman rushes for 135 and looks like he should be picked up on all fantasy formats. Russell Wilson needs to stay out of the kitchen because the only thing he's cooking these days is ass. The B-Boys, actually, which the B-Boys wouldn't mind eating. Giant 17, Seattle Club. We head to Inglewood, where the Chargers were up to no good. Coach Belichick shut down any hopes of a California party 
and told Scam Fig Newton to hold these Miss Lombardi's nuts. I mean, trophies. What? 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 Huh? I screamed, you screamed, fantasy owners screamed at Justin Sherbert as the Chargers lose this one 45 0. There you have fastest two minutes. That's always a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah man. I love doing that, dude. It brings out, uh, and then, yeah, how did I talk to this voice the whole time? Dude, it hurts. It does, dude. It makes my throat all scratchy. <laughs> dude, I don't know how Boom does it, man. That's his natural voice. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's like Batman. Like, right. You know, you Where is she? Where is she? Rachel. But in the middle of that, I, I didn't think I was going to last. I was starting my my throat was starting to itch. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. But yeah, dude, yeah we, we, made we had it. to do it. We had to do it for the boys. I need, now I need a little bit of drink. A little bit of honey. All right. All right, guys. We're going to the waiver wire pickups this week, and it's an important week if you're in the playoffs. Now, uh, I know the B-Boys League actually keeps rolling that weekly high-score high money, so actually every week's important. So make these waiver wire pickups. Hopefully you can... Put up the points, get yourself a little extra cash, even if you might be out of the playoffs. I'm going to start it off here, Carl. This is kind of a deep waiver wire ad. Uh, this might be if you can't find anyone out there, you need, you're just in desperation mode, you need someone. I'm going to say to look towards Jacksonville, uh, Colin Johnson, wide receiver. And I'm familiar with this guy. I'm a Longhorn, Texas Longhorn fan. Um, so is Carl, both Longhorns fan. Uh, we he just he's a rookie this year, uh, coming out of college. I thought he had some big upside just because of his size. Um, he's a tall, lengthy guy. Go up and get those high point those uh, jump balls. Recently, since Mike Glennon has taken over, since like Mike Glennon, yeah, uh, has taken over at quarterback. Uh, Colin Johnson with 19 points and 12 points against Minnesota. Uh, eight targets and six targets. And 96 yards and a touchdown the first week and 66 yards the second week. He is being targeted by Mike Glennon. And we kind of noticed this uh, is a trend in the NFL as these third, second string and third string quarterbacks get some playing time. They tend to target the third second, third, second, fourth string receivers that are in the mix. Colin Johnson is one of those guys that's actually getting his chance now. And you notice this with wide receivers towards the end of the year, they usually start to get better, rookie wide receivers. And I think he's starting to get better. Now, if you look at the next week coming up against Tennessee, week 14, ranked number 30th against the pass, that is a great matchup. I think Mike Glennon's going to keep the job another week. He's been keeping it close against teams. Um, he's going to continue to target Colin Johnson. Deep waiver wire ad right here. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, another guy I want to talk about or bring up is um, wide receiver from the Houston Texans, Kiki QT. Um, yeah, that's the I think obvious this, one right Yeah, there. this is the you know the the guy. Go get him. Put yeah. spend if you got fab, spend your fab. Definitely. Um, with the suspension to uh, Will Fuller. Uh, opened up a lot of targets. Uh, last week we had mentioned that maybe some of those targets go to the tight end position. And a few of them did, but we, we've really seen uh, Deshaun Watson kind of lean on QT, which isn't surprising because uh, I want to say last year, QT, or maybe the year before, 
was pretty relevant in some leagues. He was he's a volatile player, kind of boomer bust. Um, but man, he had nine targets, eight catches, 141 yards. That's that's a big fantasy production. 22 points last week. Now he's going up against Chicago. You're like, Carl, why are you going to tell me to pick up a guy to play against Chicago? Well, this is why. Um, Fuller, the Bears' number one corner, is more than likely going to be matched up with uh, Brandon Cooks. And then the corner on the other side, uh, Jalen Johnson out of Utah, He is he's a rookie. And I think he's one of the leaders in the NFL in defensive pass interference, just defensive, you know, penalties in general from the defensive back position. Uh, he's had an up-and-down season. I think this is a guy that QT can take advantage of. Um, you know, go spend your money on this guy because I think he's – I think you can play him. I think you can play him here on out um, because he's not the one. That's 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 what I like about it. He's not the one. So he's that guy getting the open look. Exactly. Yeah. Going up against number two corners. Um, and even the following week, they play Indy. But like I said – their top corner is going to be all over Brandon Cooks. And then he's got a favorable matchup in Week 16 against the Bengals, which I think he can exploit. Okay, nice. Yeah, Kiki is on my list. He's uh, up there in the waiver wire ads. Uh, we had Jay Schultz, in the, he's in the building. Uh, Schultz, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, he actually was wondering about quarterbacks, so we're, I'm going to give maybe a couple of names. You can kind of chime in, let me know what you're thinking. Remember, this is all just... Off the top right here, we're just reading our phones, we're going through the waivers, and we're giving you our opinion. So, as I look at the list of free agent quarterbacks to stream this week, the guy that pops out to me, and I guess you want to probably watch what happens throughout the week of practice, is Phillip Rivers. He's got a questionable tag right now, but I think he's going to play. But I think Phillip Rivers against the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, whose defense is very questionable, well, defensive secondary, is very questionable at times. Uh, can be be beat with the big play, um, and the Chargers. I mean the Chargers. The uh, the uh, Colts are one of those teams that have a few playmakers, especially with T. Y. Hilton starting to play a lot better the past three weeks. Who is a deep threat, and then you also got Pittman, who's been coming along these past couple of weeks. You got the pass catching running back. Uh, Hines, who can break one at any moment. So I think Rivers has some pretty good upside here against the Las Vegas Raiders. That's probably who I would go with right off the bat as I look at these matchups. Who who do you have in mind, Carl? Uh, so I was looking at a few names, man, and this is it's kind of tough right now. There's not a lot of guys right now on the wire. Um, if I had to take a shot, though, I'm probably going to go ahead and take my shot on Baker. Okay. Um, I like what I've seen from Baker Baker the last couple weeks. I know so you're kind of do or die here. Yeah, do or die with this guy. Because this, this matchup isn't the, it, the best matchup. It's not the best, but it, it's, you know, you, Baltimore kind of... Kind of leaves you like wanting to see a little bit more. Yeah, I know that their defense has been historically good, and they've they've shown a lot of flashes this this season. But I like what um, Cleveland's doing right now. They're they're playing good, and this is a primetime game. Baltimore needs a win here, right. so it, there's a lot going on here. Um, I I do like Baker the way he's been playing, and go ahead. Yeah, I would I would say this dude. Um, before you go. I don't know how like much in the future these meteorologists can predict, but 
The weather. The next three games, yeah, the weather. Um, these next three games are all outside. Yeah. And so this one is going to be in Cleveland, this next one. And then the next two are both going to be in New York. Now, if you're going to get some unlucky weather there, Baker, you, we've seen Baker real, like really struggle in some cold weather games previously um, against Houston and against Philadelphia. Uh, so check the weather. I mean, if it's sunshine out there, then I would, I'd be willing to roll with Baker. But if it's going to be like rain or sleet or whatever, I'd probably stay away. Okay. I'm going to give you one more name if, you're, if you don't trust Baker. And this is going to be Andy Dalton for the Dallas Cowboys. He's actually looked pretty good uh, the past three weeks. Um, and the Cowboys are playing from behind a lot. I don't think they'll be playing from behind this one. I think this one actually might be a pretty close game back and forth with the Bengals. Um, they may get up on them, but I think Andy Dalton is a safe play here. I think he can throw for two touchdowns in this game, uh, possibly more, depending on how the game script goes. Um, but he's been pretty accurate for the most part. He's making good decisions. He's getting the ball out quickly. I think he's adjusted to that line that the Dallas has put out there. He knows that he's not going to have the time to throw, so he's looking for those check down routes, um, which is actually okay. Get the ball into players like CeeDee Lamb, uh, Amari Cooper, Michael got those guys can make plays, so get them the ball, let them get the yards. So I think um, I really like Andy Dalton in this matchup. Cincinnati's uh, pass defense isn't the greatest. Um, I think Dalton can put up enough numbers to get you a safe play and possibly have some upside there. Uh, so that's my last quarterback stream of the week. Um, do you have anyone else you want to recognize here? Uh, no, I think we can move on. All right, um, so we named a couple of wide receivers. Um, like we said last week, tight ends are tough. I'm looking at the tight ends and it's about the same thing that we, it, we're going through the same thing here. If Logan Thomas is out there, snag him. If not, then it's probably going to be Jordan Reed. Uh, Jordan Aikens is another play. Um, who do you like it? Oh, you know, another name I kind of, I'm starting to like is Cole Komet. Yeah. Uh, he's starting to take over as the lead tight end for the Chicago Bears. So let's focus on him a little bit. Um, last game, seven targets. Uh, only three targets the game before. But I think last week he actually started to get a lot more snap percentage. So look for him to start to take over late in the year. Don't be surprised if he has another decent game. Um, so if you're a team that can, or maybe you're on a bye, pick this guy up. See if he does something for you. Uh, this week, and he might actually be a good play going forward. But uh. yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, I like that. I like that pick. Um, he's really kind of you kind of seen him take over a little bit, uh, take that role over from yeah, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Um, so the other name that I want to throw out there, just keep it, keep an eye on Anthony Ferkser. Oh yeah, tight end from Tennessee. If Jonas, if Jonu Smith is out, which he's got a, a knee injury at the moment. I think Ferkser is a guy you can plug and feel semi-confident about. Um, the games where Johnny Smith hasn't been available, he's you know he's shown some pretty good flashes. And if you go and look at his targets, uh, Ryan Tannehill is actually utilizing this guy. He had seven targets last week. Um, his season high, uh, as far as points goes, is twenty-five point three. So that's a, that's just a pretty solid game. Um, he's going to give you you know the your. Typical tight end production, 
But then if he gets a touchdown, then you you got a top five guy more than likely. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on Ferkser if Johnny Smith is is going to be out for longer. All right, uh, let's go ahead and look at the running backs here. And as I look at it, this is this is ugly. There's nothing out there. So if you're in this position here and you're needing a running back play and you are in the playoffs, man, I feel for you. But the guys that I'm looking at, I'm probably going to go with someone like, you can look at Ty Johnson depending on Frank Gore and what he, what he has on his injury designation moving forward. Um, but Ty Johnson came into the game last week against the Raiders had 22 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown 19 points that's 4.7 yard average that's that's a great game um so if he gets the carries i mean that if frank gore's out he's gonna be the guy i think um so if follow that and maybe ty johnson can be a guy that that could give you some upside um you got washington i mean you got Peyton bar guys like Peyton barber i think jade McKissick is out of the picture for most leagues. Yeah. Um, maybe another guy that, well, two guys I want to talk about real quick. Um, Ito Smith, if he's out there. Um, I was watching the Saints Falcons game and Todd Gurley missed most of that game with an yeah, injury. He's, he's got a knee injury, yeah. So if if he's out, I think you can. And the, only, the only, the tough thing about these two guys is you don't know which one's going to come in and take over. If I'm, if it's me, I like Hill. I think Hill's the better back. I don't know what you've seen. Do you like Ito? No, I was actually going to say Brian Hill. Just okay. in the game, it was Ito Smith who had the bulk of the carries. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I, it's tough. I mean, I, you could probably see a solid split in between the two in this next game. if Ty I think, out. So, yeah, Hill had five carries. I think Ito had like eight carries. Yeah. So there's not much difference there in the carry workload. I, in my opinion, from the games that I've seen these guys play before, I think Hill is the better back, but I mean yeah. you're splitting hairs here. Right. I don't think they're very either of them are awesome or anything, but right. Um, yeah, so take a look at at the Falcons running back situation if Billy's yeah. out. That might be uh, you know a deep flyer. And the other guy I want to talk about though is if you're the Wayne Goldman owner right now, you need to go and get Alfred Morris. Yeah. I think that's that's the handcuff. Yeah, and so the handcuffs, right? We yeah. want to bring that up. Yeah, Get so. your handcuffs because they're still out here. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Uh, Boston Scott, Ahmed is out there. Yeah. Which uh, who's shown flashes? Who's shown flashes? And you know, Gaskin came back this week, but who knows? I mean, they, right. you might get a mix of those guys this co- yeah. upcoming week. Yes, and Goldman's been playing pretty well. Yeah, Goldman's really been nice. Well. So whoever picked up Goldman, hey, and we we just. Goldman's always a joke. It's a running joke. What, 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 how did it start? It started when uh, Saquon got hurt. Like, like a, a year ago? Yeah, Sa- year? Saquon, the first time Saquon got hurt, and then everyone went out to get Goldman because he was the next guy up. I think he busted a couple times. Nothing right. great. Yeah. And then, you know, Goldman floats around on the waiver, and guys are picking him up week to week. Let me try him. Now my turn to try him. Yeah. Nothing, man. But then recently, like the past couple years, Gallman has been nice, and yeah. no joke. Like we always, we always joke about it, but he's been nice this year, and he had a couple games last year. Right. And it's like, okay, we were joking about it. Who wants Gallman? Because I did have him at one point. I yeah. said, and I would joke, who wants Gallman? Who wants to trade for him? Right. And 
now people would probably want to trade for Gallman. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I would take him. But yeah, go pick up Alfred Morris, even if you're not the Gallman owner. Uh, because if there's an injury there, then you just got an RB1 late in the year. Yeah. All right. Um, is that it? I think that's it for me on the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at the defenses real quick to see who's got a... Yeah, we kind of listed some of those defensive teams to play last week. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, I told you San Francisco might not be the best play against Buffalo. I said maybe... But I think they still are a strong streamer the next two weeks. So, uh, San Francisco, which I think I actually went and got them. <laughs> but but I do, you and you don't agree with me here, but the Buccaneers are out there, and you were saying how they might be a trap defense. I like them for this week, not moving forward. I like them for this week against Minnesota. I think they get, come off a bye, right? They're coming off a bye. They're, they're playing Minnesota at home. Minnesota has been struggling these past couple of weeks. They've been playing very close with some bad teams. Barely sneaking out these wins. Kirk Cousins faces a defense like the Buccaneers. Some linebackers like the Buccaneers that can run. I think he struggles in this one. I think Kirk Cousins turn, uh, turns the ball over a couple of times. And I think that uh, you got a good play with the Buccaneers. I know you don't agree with that. I was trying to convince you and Eric to, <laughs> to see otherwise this week, but you guys didn't agree. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I like the Bucks defense this week against Minnesota. Well, I mean, the the we'll just talk about it. The the Vikings have been in tight games, but that's not because of the offense. No. That's because their defense is not very good. So they're allowing teams to score. But on the flip side, they have an offense that can bang with anybody in the NFL. Look, they have a good they have good receiving core and they have a good running back. And a running back that's injury prone. Right. Now, I think the linebackers for the Buccaneers are some of the best in the league. Okay? Okay. I think the linebackers can hold up Dalvin Cook enough. To where it becomes a struggle for Kirk. The thing with the Vikings is they rely on Dalvin Cook. Let's run the ball. Get Kirk Cousins minimum pass attempts. Yeah. And if you start making that guy pass the ball, that's when he starts making mistakes. It, we've seen it in the past. Now, let me see if this game's on prime time. No, it's not. But if it was on prime time, he would... That's yeah, a definitely... He's not, yeah, that's, he's not good. He's not good. I don't think he's won on prime yeah. time ever. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. I guess we'll see. Um, I did lo- call that lock of the week last week. What was it? The Washington Redskins, Redskins, or the Washington football team to cover. Yeah, yeah. I called that. Yeah, yeah, sure did. Sure, they ended up coming out with the dub. They did. The I, I didn't call the win, but I called the... Uh, I think I called the win. Probably. Yeah, we, we, well, we, we said, yeah, win. we said that they could win, We but we well, were ultimately, yeah. Yeah, at least to cover. To cover, yeah. yeah. At least to cover. Cool. Yeah, that's all I got as far as the wire goes. All right, uh, let's move on here. Uh, we got some questions. So uh, we got, I think, three or four questions. So thank you guys for calling in. It's been a while since we've had some of these questions. We really enjoy answering these. So let's get to the questions. All right, so the first questions we're going to get to are some uh, 
some questions that came in over text message and over group me message. The first one we're reading here is from Jerome, who's actually in our Dynasty League. He's in our FLOB League. I know you play with him in another league, Carl. So go ahead and read what he's got. So he said, I need my team to ball out. Mm. Who would you start? James Conner versus Buffalo or Cam Akers versus New England? Okay, and then he he so James kind of give us a is, situation. Yeah, so the, the situation is for both players is Cam Akers plays tomorrow, okay, against the Patriots, and James Conner has barely been activated off the COVID list, and he plays Sunday. All right, so that's a tough one, um, and the reason it's tough is because of the workload that Cam Akers received against the Cardinals last week. 21 carries, one touchdown. We got baby Kamara crying in the back. <laughs> um, 21 carries, 72 yards, one touchdown. That's a 3.4-yard average. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's not great. Um, you know, and then uh, we have James Conner, who hasn't played in multiple weeks. Yeah. And now coming off of the COVID, how is he going to look? My gut feeling here is to go with Connor because he's a guaranteed workload. You saw the Steelers running backs without him. They have not looked great. They need something. Benny Snell has not gotten the job, job done. Uh, they hardly look to McFarlane, which I was a little disappointed in. I thought he would get more work to see what he had. He's a, he's a rookie yeah. kind of scat back. But um, I can see James Connor taking more of the workload here. <laughs> Kamar's really letting it out here. Um, I can see James Conner taking a good workload here and kind of balancing out that Pittsburgh offense that really needs it because right now they're all pass. Um, and so I, I go James Conner, but it's tough. I mean, yeah. And then, and then Cam's got the injury too. Right, yeah. So Cam Akers has a shoulder injury. Um, so to answer Jerome's question, though, I. I I agree with you, AJ. I'd go James Conner. Um, he's got the more favorable matchup. Yeah. Um, Buffalo Bills' run defense isn't isn't what it's hyped up to be. Uh, I know their defense is, is pretty good, but as far as the run defense goes, it's really not that good. And like you said, uh, Mike Tomlin likes to favor one running back. We don't see him mix it up too much. Yeah. So if James Conner is ready to go... He's going to get the load. He's going to get the load. Yeah. Um, and... So, yeah, I think I would go there. I mean, Cam Akers, there's too many variables there. There's the injury. There's two more running backs. Yeah, I don't like you know? that. So, I, I would I would go James Conner. Schultz, you had a couple. Did, yeah. did you have something for us? I did. Sorry. Right. In, in flob. So, next question here is coming from Schultz. It's a live question on the spot. So, would you start Tannehill? Against Jacksonville or Lamar Jackson against Cleveland? This is my first question. I have another question, but you know, let's get into that one. <laughs> so you want us to set your lineup? <laughs> no, I, I want to know. I want to know. Do you have Tannehill, who's been consistent? He put up 30 points uh, against Jacksonville or Lamar Jackson, who put up a big game against Dallas? Against Cleveland, and you guys have already said how uh, the Ravens need that win. Yeah. Um, 
Josh, I, to be honest, I'm going Tannehill. And the reason I'm doing that is because of his average passing yards per game. If you look at it against Cleveland last week, 389. Colts, 221. 259. He's, he's right around that, hovering around that 220, 250 yards. Um, he's throwing the ball anywhere from 15 to 30 times a game. And every time he, he plays, he's throwing, it looks like he's averaging two touchdowns a game. I mean, as, as I glance at it real quick, doesn't turn the ball over that much. He does give you a running baseline. He, he usually takes off a couple times a game. Um, he seems like the safer play. I feel like Lamar this year has not had the same passing volume that he had last year. Well, I, I shouldn't say volume. I should say passing efficiency because he's still, I think he's passing about the same amount. Yeah. He's just not as efficient this year, and it's hurting him. He obviously showed up against Dallas. Dallas he, ran, is he ran against Dallas. Dallas's defense is bad. And anyone that's played Dallas has looked good this year. Now, Cleveland's defense is a little better. Okay? Don't be surprised if Lamar struggles. And they rely, you know, back to their running game. Marquise Hollywood-Brown finally caught a touchdown pass last week. That might not be the case this week. I go with Tannehill against Jacksonville, who's got a bad defense. I think uh, the only thing there is you might get a Derrick Henry game. Um which is very likely, but I feel like Tannehill's safer. And this is playoffs we're talking, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends on what you need. Do you feel like you got the matchup, or do you feel like you need it, like uh, need the points to win the matchup? Uh, I always need the points, but well, that goes off of my second question, too, with the same lineup. I have... I'll let Carl answer this one. I have... Um, it's for running backs. I have Melvin Gordon... Okay, Dalvin Cook, who's obviously starting. But I have Melvin Gordon. Um, you got Hines with the Colts and McKissick with Washington, which McKissick is more of the pass-catching uh, pass back, and he had you know, Alex Smith targeting him quite a bit. So Melvin Gordon had, a, had balled out last game, which he hasn't been. That was like a surprise, and I didn't start him last game. So... Uh, who is my number two running back? And I also have Leonard Fournette too, but I, I don't think I'd play him. So between Hines, McKissick, or uh, Gordon? Uh, yeah, man. I think I am going with... I think I'm going with Melvin Gordon. Um, I'm actually a Melvin Gordon owner in another league. And kind of playing him by default because I don't have too many options. But I like his matchup this week against Carolina. Um, the dude is uber efficient. I know he has one big run that kind of inflates the stats, but it counts nonetheless. Um, and I like it because Melvin Gordon can also catch the ball out of the backfield. So it, I, I'm expecting this game to be relatively close. Um, I expect Carolina to win. And with that being said, I think that just offers up more work for Melvin Gordon um, I could see that 49er game being a little tight, kind of being a little stalemate for a while. Um, I think if I had to pick between the two, I'm going with Melvin. Between the three, you mean? Oh, between yeah. the three, yeah, sorry. Did you forget to evaluate someone? Or? Uh, Naheem Hines. Yeah, he's a hit. 
Yeah, he he's a little too up in the air for yeah. me, um, especially with Jonathan Taylor yeah. kind of showing a sign of life. And then you also have Jordan Wilkins there. Um, I'm not expecting that game to be a shootout. I think the Raiders might struggle with that Colts defense. So I, I would go Melvin Gordon out of the three. I I like uh, McKissick. Um, you're, I don't think you're going to get Antonio Gibson this week. He's got a turf toe. That's usually a multiple-week injury. So I think you're going to get McKissick, and you're going to get Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber is going to carry a lot of the running workload, but you're going to see a lot of McKissick, um, especially if this game gets to the point where, uh, where the Washington football team needs to pass the ball. McKissick is going to be Alex Smith's number one target. I think you saw that against Pittsburgh. He's looked really good this year. Every time he catches the ball, he's picking up five to ten yards. Um, and if you're in a PPR league, which I'm assuming this is, uh, I think McKissick is a high-value play this week. Um, so split decision. All right, next. Got my... I just don't... I don't know. Like, I was leaning uh, towards Gordon. I was leaning towards Gordon. But McKissick, Alex Smith against the Niners. That's what I was thinking. Now, here, let me, let me just... I don't like Nick Mullins up against um, that Washington defense. But I don't like that offense as a whole. So that's why I don't think that this game is going to lean towards a McKissick type of game. Well, I don't think you get a choice here because Gibson's gone now. So McKissick but, is going to... still, because he doesn't run the ball. He does, though. No, he doesn't. No, he but doesn't he will run the ball. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't think he will. He will, though, because you got Peyton Barber, who averages three yard, two yards a carry. Right, but McKissick's not that kind of running back. Now, look, let me... let me. Alex Smith likes to dump the ball off a lot, though. That's, yeah, that, that's, why, I mean. that's why I'm high on McKissick. Let me read you a couple of stats here. This is before they got Gibson going, and McKissick was a, one of their main uh, contributors on offense. 14 and 15 targets in the passing game. Against the Giants and against the Lions. And these are games that were tight, right? And yeah, I know the Giant or the uh the Lions was. I don't know what the score to the Giants game was. I think it was close though. So. Okay. Um I think this is gonna be a close game against the San Francisco 49ers. Um he and then against the Steelers, another close game, right? He was a guy. It's. I think it's just based on if this, if you believe what you believe out of this uh, game and what what you think is going to happen. I think it's going to be a close game. The Niners are tough. They're a tough team. Even against Buffalo, they were never really out of it. They kind of had a chance there in the end. They were fighting. Um, but it's up to you. I mean, obviously. But that's my. That's okay. But would you play? Would you play McKissick over? Like Cooper in that uh, in your flex flex spot because I have Amari Cooper, Amari yeah, Cooper? I have Amari Cooper there. No, I think so. I'm you so Cooper. you really are asking us to set your line. Well, it's it, we're, we're all in the same league. So, 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 so this is like, yep, so yep. this is flop. Are you gonna okay, contribute so to? We have like, B boys might have. have well, you know, these guys. you know, we have a link in the in the Spotify where you can contribute to our podcast. I am right now. No, contribute monetary. <laughs> we, we're asking for money. 
to get a new mic. Oh, yeah. So, okay. uh, <laughs> no. Um, I'd probably go i go Coop. i go Coop yeah, yeah. because of that matchup. Yeah. I like that matchup. And okay. so i go Coop. And he's actually been pretty good with Dalton. Yeah. And the Bengals are probably going to jump all over the Cowboys and force them to throw. Um, Cowboys probably going to have to struggle to come back to, in this one. And um, I think that says more targets for Cooper. Elliot sucked to me. <laughs> Just taking a shot. Elliot will be okay playing that game too. Yeah, no, I, I like the Cowboys in this game. I was joking. I was taking a shot at all you Cowgirl fans. Next question. Um, yeah, so this is actually a pretty cool question. No, yeah, uh, do you have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like this question. This come this question comes from Clay, aka Chad. Um, and this question says this, and everybody can chime in here. Who would you rather have start as your franchise quarterback for the 2022 season? <laughs> and this, this isn't fantasy. This is uh, so. This is two play. years from now. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> Right, not even next year. We're, we're skipping next year and going to the. So this, oh, year I, you know what? I didn't even notice that part of the question. I don't know if that's a typo or what, but well, it's two years. No, he might be. Yeah, he might be asking twenty twenty two. Okay, twenty twenty two season, franchise quarterback. Who would you pick? And these are our options: Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert. Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence? You know, this is tough because of all the different years. I know they're all young guys, but Josh Allen has had now two years in the NFL. Uh, or three, two years? Two. two. Or this is his uh, third. Third year. Yeah. Same with Baker, right? Mm-hmm. And who else did he mention? I think Baker's got a year on him. Yeah. He's got Lamar yeah, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert. Now, mm-hmm. And then it also depends on what team they're on. I like what Buffalo's doing right now. It's hard to sway away from them. Well, no, I think I think the question is if you were starting uh, a franchise team out of those, who would you like? Or who would you pick? <sighs> Now it depends on let me, let what me, kind of offense you want to run. Well, yeah, all that. Let me let me let me let me, let me kind of switch this this question up because I think it'll help. Do not take into consideration any NFL um, production, or, yeah, because Trevor Lawrence is also in this mix. Yeah, so take these guys as if they're all coming out of college. Okay, I think that'll help. Now, I'm gonna eliminate. Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's in the mix, right? Yeah. Was Sam Darnold in there? No. Because he's out. <laughs> um, who else? Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Herbert, Josh Allen. Because I think Josh the only Allen. fair way to answer this question, because Trevor Lawrence yeah. is is in this question, yeah. is to go off of what they've done where, where Lawrence is at. So that would be in col- coming out of college. If I'm building a team, I think I'm going. For, damn, but see, then again, I'm basing it what I've seen in the NFL. Well, okay, so I'll because because look, if I say Herbert, 
I didn't like Herbert coming out of right. Oregon. No one, no one knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. I only like him now. Yeah. From what I've seen, so it's hard. Um, I do like Lawrence. I like him a lot. Now, what if he's a bust? He goes well, to the so, Jets. Okay. I'll, answer, I'll answer this okay. question. Uh, for me, I'm going Joe Burrow. Even w- this is without injury or injury? Well, no, this we're, two years from now. we're talking at them coming yeah, out so of college. He, well, but he's okay. got an injury. This is two years from now. He's had the injury. I know, but if we're trying to like level playing, level yeah, level, level the playing, playing field. but that's not the question. Okay. Oh man. Okay, okay. just go. You go pick. I would, yeah, I'm Joe going Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay. 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 I'm gonna go Joe Burrow. Um, I I like what I saw when he was at LSU. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought this dude had a lot of talent around him, um, and then he comes into a kind of a shitty situation in Cincinnati, and he's shown like he can handle that kind of spotlight being the number one overall pick. It was close though, because Trevor Trevor Lawrence would be like one B. Um, I don't like Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield. No, um, I don't like I don't like mobile QBs. I mean, they're cool, you no, know, they're kind of gimmicky, but I don't think they last long. No, um, I didn't like Baker coming out of college. I know he won a Heisman, but that's kind of overrated. And then jo- Josh Allen and Herbert coming out of school was kind of kind of sketch. You didn't know what you were. You got big ass arms. But you really, you know, didn't see consistency. I think Joe Burrow and and Lawrence were the more pro ready prospects. So if this was twenty twenty two, I'm going with Joe Burrow. Twenty twenty two, and I'm I'm gonna I like Burrow too. So that was one of my guys. Um, and I like Lawrence, but I can't go with him. If you and I know it was his, what is that? His sophomore year because this is his junior year. Mm-hmm. Against Alabama in, was it, or who did they play in the national championship? Alabama, right? Clemson? Last, or Clint, yeah, last year. Who did they lose? Or, I'm sorry, LSU. Yeah. Yeah. They lost to LSU. Lost that, to Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, to Joe Burrow. In that big game, he struggled in that big game. He was, like, making some crazy throws at, like, what are you doing? Uh, so, that that's the only reason I, I'm holding off on saying uh, Trevor Lawrence because of that game. I've seen him in the big game. I didn't like what I saw in the big game. Yeah. I want to see him again in another big game. I haven't seen him. I can't say that I'm going to put my confidence in him yet. Yeah. I like what I've seen in Herbert so far. Um, So I'm going to go with Herbert because I think he's got a strong enough arm. He's a big enough quarterback to take a hit and get back up and last. Uh, He can run. So when he needs to, he can scramble. That's the thing I like the most about him is that he can make plays when there's nothing there. And so he you've seen it all year long. He scrambles, he creates something, and a lot of times that gets quarterbacks in trouble, but not him because he does have the arm strength to go with it. So he can scramble and make a play happen, and he can put the ball in the spot. Other guys do that, but they don't have the arm to do it. Yeah, yeah he's got wicked arm time. I just think it's unfair to really answer this question with Trevor Lawrence in the mix because we haven't seen what he's done yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, he because he could be just like uh, Herbert. Herbert because yeah. he's got the arm, he's right. got the mobility, he's tall like him. Yeah, um, he's gonna get put. So in the if same we position. take okay, we'll take Trevor Lawrence out of the equation. Out of those guys, you like Herbert. I like Herbert. Yeah, so if we take it, take Lawrence out of the equation because he kind of brings the you know the. The level playing field, you know, out of, out of it. We take Lawrence out. I I like Josh Allen. And the only reason 
I oh you like Josh Allen? Yeah. If, if you take if one. we if we take one side of the equation and say like about NFL, NFL production, NFL was, production. Yeah, if you take NFL production out or um only NFL only production. NFL production. I like Josh Allen. I like his trajectory. I like it too, but I think he plays in waves, and I don't know if you've noticed that about him. He'll be really hot, and then he'll go down, and then he'll bounce back. And he'll go down, and I don't like that. He plays in waves, and I I haven't looked at the uh, teams that that's happened against. If it's against a certain defense, a good pass defense, or if it's um, you know I don't know what it is, but I've noticed that about him. He plays in waves, and he's been hot and cold, yeah. and that's the only thing I don't like about Josh Allen. Yeah. And maybe it's turnovers at those in those games or not, but I that I'd have to do a deeper dive on that. But mm-hmm. I did notice that uh, that kind of. Um, tendencies from him. Schultz, what do you think? Uh, I would go, I think I'd still go with Joe Burrow only because you have to think, and I'll put Trevor Lawrence in the mix too. Joe Burrow got put wait, in the wait, position. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I thought you said you weren't talking this podcast. The two minute stuff, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Joe Burrow. My, my bad. Like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Everyone thought, everyone thought. Like, just think about the position he was put in. He went to the Bengals. Like, yeah, they had a couple pieces, but, like, everyone thought that... I don't even think they were going to try and start him. Like, they were going to try and hopefully sit him, just like Herbert. But, now, Herbert goes to a better team. Chargers are a better team. They have more weapons, more complete team. But uh, Burrow goes to the Bengals, and that offense was gone. And he was throwing over 300 yards every game. And... To, to be able to go in, into a situation like that and to have success on the offense, be in close games with some good teams, I like that. Now, you think Trevor when Trevor Lawrence comes in, like, is he going to go to the – he's going to get put in that same situation. Probably, I think, even oh, worse. If, if he goes to the Jets, it's going to be a worse situation for him. But if we're thinking two years ahead, and that's what I – mean, obviously, if Lawrence can handle the Jets and uh, be productive, then – yeah, he might be on that same same line, but uh, Burrow, from what he's shown, I like Josh Allen, um, but I think just from what I've seen, and if he could come back from the the knee injury, because uh, I, I think the Bengals, their guys are young, their their uh, their main guys are young at receiver with Joe Mixon and stuff. So I think I like I would pick Burrow. All right, Clay, we appreciate the question. That's a good one. Uh, Next time, call in. (laughs) All right, next question. Motherfucking HDs here. H motherfucking Ds. Don't got a question. Just got a statement. Fuck all you motherfuckers. Fuck all of you. Fuck it. HD's destined for the promised land this year. Motherfucked, man. Fuck you guys. See you next year. Fuck you. Well, Ben, they're trying to discuss right now if you're actually in any playoffs <laughs> in any of the leagues that we play in. I don't think you're in the flawed playoffs. You're not in the dynasty playoffs, 
but you are in the playoffs with that I play with you in a in a other league. So congrats on that. Um, your team needs some work in dynasty. When you decide to let go of Mahomes, let me know because uh, I'm ready to make a trade for Mahomes. Uh, fuck you, motherfucker. You you know you know what I get from that from that calling. I I hear a, a little baby pig squealing <laughs> at at the lions that are eating him. Yeah, and his his and his in his dying breath he's saying, "Fuck you." Well, but he's getting his ass eaten. But I literally. With, well, and I've got. I'm I'm not I'm not a lion. I got talons. I'm digging into him. Yeah. Carrying him away to feed him to my little fucking so you're young. young. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm an eagle, so I'll So that's that's what I hear, you know. I just hear this little baby whatever it is, just getting torn up and he's and he's mad and he's sad and he's, he's, got, he, he's got nothing else to say. So in our <laughs> in our group chat today, he was coming in hot just he, right off the bat. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like a Raider fan. Oh, Saying, you, see you next year. You've got him pinned. That's what it sounds like. You've got him Typical. Typical. I'm yeah. not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Ben, better luck next year. Thanks for the donations. <laughs> we appreciate you as always. Now that the playoff matchups are set, who's your favorites? Uh, both B-Boys and Flav. What are some matchups to look look out for? Uh, and who's ultimately going to win the whole thing? All right, Matty G. Good question. We're looking at the leagues right now, and I think we're starting in Flav. And we're just going to go through the two matchups this week. So in Flav, we got... Sorry, I'm opening it up right now. Do you got it, Carl? The heavy hitters versus Sandusky's tight ends. Okay. And then the second game is going to be... K-Town Slugger versus Jay Nasty. Yeah. So let's start there. K-Town Slugger, Jay Nasty. Jay Schultz, he's in the building tonight. Um, it's projected to be close. Damn. Mahomes on K-Town Slugger. I'll say this. I think K-Town Slugger's team all year has been a fraud. <laughs> if you look at his points for, out of the, all the teams in the playoffs, basically the whole league in general, he only has four, four, uh, 1,480 points. Yeah. And he has only played up against 1,464 points. So he's one of the lowest scoring teams. And he's, um, you know, only had to defend one of the lowest scores. So I, I think his team's a fraud. I don't like his running backs. He's got Frank Gore, Tom Gurley. Those are trash. Yeah. They might, they, both those guys might not even play this week. But he does have McCaffrey. And if McCaffrey plays, I still don't think um, that's enough because I think Schultz's team is pretty stacked with Dalvin Cook. Mark, An Hill. Mark Andrews is also coming back too. Okay, yeah. I mean, it could be close. I like. I give Jay Nasty the, the look, edge in this. Look, K-Town Slugger is 
notorious for leaving guys out of his lineup. If this guy doesn't make the change to put Mark Andrews in, to put McCaffrey in, possibly put T.Y. Hilton in over Shepard, I mean, these are guys that could make the difference. If he doesn't do that, I, if he does do that, I think he has a chance to win. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, then it's definitely Schultz. Yeah. Um. That So it's all dependent. That guy needs to take a look at his lineup. <laughs> all right, let's go to the next one. Heavy hitters versus Sandusky tight ends. Um, I, Carl, you and I have opposing views here. I think the edge goes to Sandusky's, and the reason I like Sandusky's is because of Russell Wilson against uh, the New York Jets. I think he'll he'll finally cook again, um, and I think that he'll get the job done. So I think he's going to give him enough points. McLaurin, I like McLaurin. I like James Robinson. That's a steady dose of 10-plus points, more, more than that. Robinson's been solid, man, 14, 15 points. Um, the only thing I don't like is that on the other side is Aaron Rodgers. That's that wild card. That guy throws four touchdowns. I think heavy hitters gets the win. Yeah, I, I like heavy hitters in this one. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers washes out Russell's game. Going up against Detroit's defense is not very good. If James Conner comes back, I love his matchup against Buffalo. Um, Alvin Kamara right now with Taysom Hill. Uh, I think that's a safe floor with crazy upside. Keenan Allen against Atlanta is a steal. Deontay Johnson's the one. Ebron's been turning it on. Um, I think I think heavy hitters has less holes than Israel's teammate. Israel's got Tyler Boyd in with Ryan Finley. Who do you who do you start if you're Israel? Mike Evans. I think I'm putting or Tyler Boyd. I think I'm putting in Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans too. That's the only thing I'm looking at here, and I think Mike Evans is a start for me. Yeah. Um, Besides that, this one should go down to the wire. This is going to be close. Yeah. Um, now, who's your favorite in this league? Uh, my favorite team in this league still goes to the heavy hitters. Um, especially when you consider the potential that Alvin Kamara can get back to win, and if Drew Brees comes back. Um, I don't think he has a lot of holes, man. Okay, I think... Man, this is tough. I don't think uh, the number one seed, Lee, has enough to get it done. His team, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how his team got this far. Okay, but I, I the I'm gonna go someone else. You know, you went heavy hitters. I do like his team, but I actually have him losing to Israel. Um, I'm gonna go with going gorillas, uh, and that's all up in the air, dependent on. Actually, it's not because he does have Tom Brady mm-hmm. as well, who has some great matchups at the end of the year. So if Taysom does end up being pulled and Brees comes back, I like his team enough with Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and Kenyon Drake, the way he's been playing lately, to get the job done. And if Tom Brady can step up towards the end of the year, I think Growing Gorillas could make a run for a championship and flop. That would be his first, right? I yeah, think I think so. That would be his first. So, uh, good luck. Let's go ahead and look at the B-Boys. And we've got two matchups this week. We got uh, myself, 
versus CD's nuts versus Sandusky's tight ends. And I'm going to give you a little history about that. This, uh, this year, this is going to be the third time we've played. We played in week two where Sandusky's gave me a beating. He fucking beat me by like 40 points. We played last week where he beat me by like a, like a hundred points. I had a bunch of duds, but this is week three. I'm going to say third time's a charm. This one's going to be close. It looks like it, at least projected-wise. Um, if I don't get any duds, this one should be a good one. Yeah, uh, looking at your guys' matchup, I think I'm giving you the edge on this one. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be close, man. You guys got some super talented rosters across the board. Um, I'm not expecting Logan Thomas to reciprocate what he did last week. Uh, but if he can give you, you know, 10 points, that's solid. Um, I like your running back matchups. You know, Eckler against Atlanta, Zeke against Cincy, Herbert against Atlanta, uh, Deontay against Buffalo. He's probably going to see uh, Tredavious White there. Um, Robert Woods against New England. I think Stephon Gilmore might split that one down the middle, kind of go back and forth between Woods and Cup. Uh, and then Debo is kind of coming along too, so I like I like Debo the rest of the season. Uh, I think I'm giving you the edge, AJ. That should be a good one. That's gonna go down to the wire. Um, and that Saints defense against Philly is probably your best good. play. Yeah. <laughs> and now we go to the other match of Bang Bang Skeet Skeet Welcome Newcomer versus Stand for the Anthem Jay Schultze in the house. Um, damn low scoring projections here. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with... Man, I got to go with Jay Schultz. Tyree Kill. And actually, Schultz, you got to take Carson Wentz out of your lineup. But obviously, you're hoping for a streamer play. That's the only thing I have in question there. You're hoping for a streamer to hit. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, with uh, I'm gonna Schultz. I'm going bang bang. I switched it up. <clears throat> He's got the more solid lineup. Schultz is hoping for a big play out of a quarterback. If McCaffrey comes back, Mike Davis is not as strong of a play. Uh, yeah, this is tough. I, I got to go with the bang bang skeet skeet on this one because of those reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be close. I think I'm going to go with Josh. Um, I like his running back group a lot more than Bang Bang Skeet Skeet. Even if Mike Davis comes back, Cream Hunt, you can start without a doubt. Um, I'm assuming Bang Bang Skeet Skeet is going to get either Ronald Jones or even Jeff Wilson oh, in yeah, the lineup. Shoot. He, I mean, he's got to, right? Yeah, he's got to put Rojo One in. of those guys has got to go in. Um, so I think that gives him the upside, but yeah. I, I don't know, that Kelsey Tyree Kill. And then, and then he might even be getting uh, Curtis Samuel back. He should be off the COVID list before the game. Yeah, I like, uh, like Josh in this one. All right, and now if we look at the favorite for this league, who are you, who are you going with? Uh, my favorite team in this league. Shoot. Um, 
Even though I said I liked your team to beat Israel this you're gonna, week. You're going to go with Izzy? Yeah, because... But, I, but if I beat him, he won't win. Well, obviously. Obviously. So but I, mean, I think he's got the best team. So then you mean he's going to beat me then? No, but I don't like him this week. I don't like his team's then matchups. He, but that's what, but we're, I think the question asks who's going to win it who's all. Who's going to win it all? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if Damn. he loses this week, my, my favorite team going forward... Obviously, I'm rooting for my team, but right. but as I look at it, dude, fantasy football team, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. The only thing here is that he's relying on the Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, all those guys can have huge games and win them a week. Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Thielen, Thielen, dude, he's. I think he's the strongest team. Going. Like you know what I I take I take that back. I think I think Ryan has the best team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Ryan to win it all in this league. There you have it. But you never know because fantasy football is unpredictable. That's right. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the questions, though. So appreciate you guys calling in. Um, let's go ahead and get to some football talk. We can do about 10 to 15 minutes of football talk. We're almost at about an hour here. Uh, what do you guys got on your mind? Um, talk to me. Yeah, so to reflect on this past season, who do you think was the best free agent signing this year? You're talking uh, fantasy? No, no, no. Or a real football. Real regular, football. Regular football, yeah. Free agent signing. I gotta think back who were who were free agents. Yeah, um, I'm, I mean the biggest one that comes to my mind is, is there like a, a, like five guys that you think. I, I, I don't about? I don't have five guys uh, off the top of my head. But the the biggest there were, there was two guys that came to my mind, and the first guy that I was thinking about was Stephon Diggs, and what he was able to do in in Buffalo with Josh Allen and really you know help solidify that receiving core. Um, you know, how really helped Josh Allen, you know, turn into the quarterback that we're seeing today. But I, the other guy that I'm giving the edge to, I think by default, is Tom Brady going to the Bucks, putting the, these guys go from you know four to five wins to you know, you're th- assuming they're gonna make the playoffs. I mean, without Tom Brady, I don't think that they, they're even sniffing a chance at the playoffs. Yeah. I'm trying to think right now around the league what other big free agents were signed. And a lot of times you don't want to go defensive because your mind just goes offense. So I'm trying to think both sides of the ball right now. Yeah. Um, shoot. I don't. How about this? What team? help themselves in free agency the most and I think you go back to the Bucks too right I mean Tom Brady Tom Brady they picked up picked um, up Antonio Bryant yeah AB they picked up uh, well they resigned some guys they just signed Jason Pierre-Paul yeah. um, I, I think that the Bucks helped themselves I, I, I'm gonna go with Stefan Diggs I think that's huge for what he's done for that Buffalo team. Yeah. 
Last year, they were a playoff team, but I don't think a lot of people believed that they were. And they got into the playoffs and they didn't do... Or what about uh, DeAndre Hopkins? That's another big one. Well, that was a trade. Oh, that was a trade. Yeah, trade. that was a trade. Sorry. What about Robbie Anderson? He's top, top. Uh, that was a free agent signing. Receiving uh, getter. In the yeah, but they haven't done. But their team is hasn't excelled. So yeah. So you okay? So not single, not personal production, but no. I think what they mean to the team. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think it's got to be Stephon. I like Stephon Diggs because or Tom Brady. I mean, I think all of us can agree that we kind of thought Diggs was going to go down because Buffalo is cold, Josh Allen, accuracy issues, but yeah, he's, he's changed it yeah, quite a bit. definitely. All right. Um, I wanted to get uh, a lock of the week. So we were right last week. Our lock of the week was a Washington football team to cover. To cover against the Steelers. That happened. They actually won the game. Now, I was discussing this with Matt, and he says the lock needs to be something that you believe is going to absolutely happen. So, like, no doubt without it, no doubt about it. Uh, put your money on this team, they're gonna win. Or they're gonna they're gonna cover this, or whatever it is that we say. So, um, this has got to be a no-doubter. So let's look at uh, some of these spreads. Let's look at some of these games, these matchups. Who is your lock of the week? <laughs> Why are you laughing, Carl? <laughs> because we have a, a, a little lull in, in the show right now as we're looking through these, yeah. these spreads. No, I just... Um, I mean, it's easy to go like Seattle, <laughs> right, over the Jets, but that's not what we're doing here. Um, now, are we, so we're trying to find like a deep pick. Well, I get, yeah, I guess. Um, you're, t- you're gonna put a hundred bucks on the team to win. You're yeah, to do it to cover. Yeah. Okay, yeah, to cover. Yeah. Or not necessarily to cover, but yeah, just to win. Well, I think the Saints are going to beat the Eagles. I I really like this one here. The Bills are at minus two and a half against the Steelers. Yeah. I have the Bills covering that. And I have the Bills winning. I'm sorry. I have the Steelers covering that. And I have the Steelers winning. Yeah. Well, if they cover, they... Yeah. yeah. Well, no. It could be one point. Yeah, it could be one point. Um, That's... It's either that one or even the even the Chargers game. I like the Chargers over Atlanta. But let's pick one. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I'm my my lock of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cover and win against the Buffalo Bills. Lock it up. They're going to bounce back. They're going to win. They get their running back back. They're going to be more balanced on offense. That defense is still good. Josh Allen makes mistakes. And like I said, has waves. He plays in waves. 
this is one of those dips. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the long shot, man. Super long shot. I'm taking the New York Jets to cover the 13 and a half spread against oh, the Seattle Seahawks. I think 13 and a half is too much. Um, they just fired their defensive coordinator. I think that the Jets can cover that 13.5 spread. All right. All right. Lock all right. it in. Um, before we go, I got another thing. We just added a member to our Dynasty League, and I wanted to give him a shout-out. Andrew Rios, appreciate you for joining. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of fun this year. Uh, one, A few tips. How about that? Tips that you can give Andrew Rios on joining a Dynasty League and the differences that a Dynasty League uh, has in decision-making and yearly play because it is a year-long thing um i would say and i kind of gave him some of these through text messages but i said uh don't drop guys just because of a few bad weeks i told him his brother did that <laughs> yeah yeah uh don't drop guys just because of a few bad weeks this is a long-term thing guys might have bad weeks and turn it up at the end of the year you still want them on your roster. You don't want to just drop them. Right. Because once they're dropped, someone else has got them, and they ain't never coming back to you. Right, right. Uh, I think another one, man, just uh, you got to be active. You know, it, this even when the NFL season's over, the Dynasty League's not over, man. There's a lot that happens during the summer in regards to trading players and trading picks. And... Aside from the draft and finding a, you know, because like you said, this isn't like your normal redraft league where there's a hundred guys out there on the waiver wire that you can choose from. You know, we're probably talking about, you know, 10 to 15 guys throughout the year split between 12 dudes. So if you really want to make your team better, you're going to have to, you know, give up some of your best pieces to acquire more assets later on down the line or to fill some holes that you might right. have. like you might have some decent wide receivers but your running backs are just garbage yeah you need a good running back so you're gonna have to give up some of those decent wide receivers grab a really good running back yeah. and you know yeah work don't, it out. just don't be afraid man don't be don't be shy don't be timid you know you're gonna have to make some tough decisions but i think that you know, if, they, if they're smart enough decisions, you can really set yourself up for success. One other tip that I would give is do your homework on the rookie draft class. Yeah. That helped me this year. I know it helped you, Carl. I mean, you knew these Because when you get in there, you don't know these names unless you do your homework. Yeah. You don't know what they did in college. You don't know what they're going to look like when they get to the NFL. Um, one example for me was, and I know he was a big name coming out, like people have heard about him, but I really did my homework and I said, if he lands, if, if I have a chance to draft him, I'm taking him. That was Antonio Gibson. I knew that he was a pass catching running back. We're in a half point PPR league. I, I target, I want running backs to catch the ball. Mm -hmm. I noticed that he was drafted by the Redskins or the Washington football team. They were they didn't have a solidified running back, so he has an opportunity now. Mm -hmm. um, he was a bigger back. 
he's tall, he's big, he can take hits. I mean, obviously he's down with turf toe now, but that's kind of one of those, you know, gimmicky injuries. I mean, yeah. it happens. But I did my homework on him. He landed to me. I took him. He's paid off. I mean, year one, boom. All of a sudden, turned my running back group around. You know? Yeah. Another guy was James Robinson, third round. I heard about him. Wasn't sure the opportunity was there. Took him at, at a chance. Been one of the best picks in the draft. Probably the best pick in the draft. Yeah. At where I took him. So there's do your homework in the rookie draft class. Don't just take these guys that you're just reading on the spot. Actually read about these guys. Yeah, and don't be too concerned about, you know, like where you finish at the end of the season, thinking that that's yeah. where you're going to be next year. I mean, we've seen the extremes. Yeah, it's funny. You man. know, um, just speaking of uh, Josh Schultz's team, you know, being the champ last year in Dynasty, and he missed the playoffs this year. Or we, you know, Ryan's team, the, Ryan's the team, team that Andrew took over. Yeah, so Ryan's team. Champ, um, championship. Well, yeah, finished second, and now team. he's in yeah. last place. And then Aaron's team. And then Aaron's team. It's the, it, I actually want to, you know, kind of highlight Aaron's team. Aaron, Aaron's situation, he traded away the number one overall pick to acquire assets, right? He picked up two draft picks, and he picked up Chris Carson and gave up the number one overall pick. And he went from last to, to, to playoffs. Third, to yeah, third. to third. So, you know, just because you didn't do too hot, don't think that it, like this. That's it. It's kind of, it's kind of hard because you're trying to win now, but you're also trying to set yourself up for the future. And you can definitely do that. But just don't think that just because you're in the basement, you're there to stay. Yeah. So no make moves. Know when you have leverage, too. Yeah. In your trades. You got someone... Get what you deserve for them. Yeah. Don't just make these cheap trades. Don't right. get, yeah. You guys got anything else? Man, let's go. Let's get out of here. All right. That's another episode for you guys. Hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week. Fellas, you know the slogan. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. But we out. Fuck you, Ben. <laughs>